on my series of sermon, great verses of the Bible. So be a little patient with me today. We're going to go this morning to the Genesis chapter 1. And this is the way it reads. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. That's all I'm going to read. That's all I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. And I want to pull this back a little bit, Todd, because I want to walk. So I have room to walk. The Bible is the most remarkable book ever been recorded in history. And it's the book that I say that's more soul and less read. The Bible is the world bestseller. And I think sometimes people just like the idea of having a Bible and they know the Bible, but the Bible doesn't know them. So it's important that you know the importance of the Bible and the purpose of the Bible. Someone has said that when you see a Bible all raggedy and busted apart, it's normally owned by someone who's not broken apart. Because this Bible, if you're broken apart, can put you back together. The Bible is God's message to man. And the Bible has some enemies. Men have tried to discredit the Bible. Scholars and scientists down through the years have tried to destroy the Bible. Even people who are called Christians tried to wipe out the Bible because you couldn't have a Bible. If you had a Bible in one time, you were murdered because only certain people had access to this book. It was written by inspired men of God and it took over 1,500 years to really come up with the Bible. Now, when the king, uh, well, I should say not the king, but when the emperor uh, Constantine was saved, uh, the Bible came to be because he asked for a Bible. And when all the scholars came together, said, we can't deny the emperor. He wants a Bible. So then they had to meet and come together and pull these books together. And that created the Bible that he wanted to put out over 300 to all of his churches, Constantine. But prior to that, there was no Bible as we have it today. There was no Bible as we have it today. There were books scattered all around. And some books didn't make it in the Bible because they did not have the significance like some other books did. So that's why you might see some books that didn't make it in the Bible. And uh, I don't want to get into all that, but I'm showing you the importance of the Bible. Now, follow me. I'm going somewhere. Since the Bible is God's message to man, it was, came about through the oral tradition that men started speaking it, but nobody was writing it down. Later on, they started writing things down and it became the written word. You have the Old Testament and you have the New Testament. Actually, the Old Testament is about God speaking to man so that later on the New Testament will talk about the God-man. The Old Testament is about God, but God was building up all the time about Jesus Christ, that he would become the fulfillment of the plan of God. Because there once there was, a, a, you know, the world was just lost and God had to find a way to get to man. So the Bible came to be as a result of God wanting to declare more about who he is and what he's all about. 
So therefore, knowing that the Bible presents us some information, it presents us God. Who gave us information about God? The Bible. God was careful to make sure that you get the Bible because he knew the time was coming when men would not confess God. He knew there would come a time when there would be scientists and others denying God. So the word of God presents us God. Now follow me, I'm going somewhere. Without the Bible, we would not know much about God. Without the Bible, we would know nothing about us. The Bible is something about God and what he meant for us to know. Now, you cannot prove God and you cannot disprove God. And God knew there would come people up to try to tell you there is no God. I have people always say, I don't believe in no God. And I don't believe if it's a God, why does he come down and show himself? Well, he did come and you killed him. He came and we put him on a cross. God is not to be controlled by human reason. You cannot prove God. He's beyond us. We are finite and he's infinite. My finite mind cannot comprehend such cosmological complexities. When you think about God, you will get lost trying to figure him out. Because if you could figure God out, you'd be like God. And God's not going to let you figure him out. Because you don't have the sense to do that. You will go crazy trying to figure God out. So the Bible tells you about who God is and why are we here? Why did he create us? What did he have in mind for us? The Bible starts off with Genesis, which is the first book of the Bible. Now, the Genesis is the book that introduced us the, the things that we're dealing with today. In the beginning, the Bible starts off in the beginning. In the beginning was the beginning of man. There was the beginning of the devil when he shows up in the garden. The beginning of when God made man. The book of Genesis deals with nothing but the beginning. It deals with the beginning of sin. It deals with the beginning of murder. The first murder is in Genesis. It deals with uh, the flood. Uh, when Noah built an ark, the flood came in the beginning. It deals with disobedience, which is Adam and Eve and rebelliousness. And it also deals with the blame game. They start blaming one another. He blamed uh, it on the woman and the woman blamed it on the snake. And God, even the man even blamed it on God and said, the woman, you gave me. As if to say, I didn't ask for it to start with. You gave me. It started the name blame and making excuses for the decision we make. All that's in the beginning of Genesis. It, begin, it begins uh, talking about sin and how God dealt with sin in the world. And talked about Noah when he built an ark. All that's in the beginning. It deals with all these things, the beginning of life. Now, uh, I want to say a few things about the Bible and in the beginning. Because nobody knows when was the beginning. I want somebody to tell me when did things begin. God is the beginning. He was the beginning before the beginning had begun. God is the cause of all cause. He's the cause of cause. He's the cause and the effect. So when you talk about in the beginning, you're talking about bara, which is the word for beginning, which means God began and there was nobody else around. Now, that's so strange about this. Everybody trying to denounce and deny that, that God was not the beginning. Well, who else was? If God's not the beginning, who is the beginning? I believe the Bible says it because God was the only one around to know about the beginning. He is beginning. He didn't become the beginning. He always was the beginning. And who would better know you 
than God. Who would better understand you than God? You don't go about by all these other things that trying to denounce there, there was no, uh, no beginning with God, that there was other things that had begun before God. Some scientists said the world is uh, 10 billion years old, and some said 15 billion years old, and Many scholars believe the world is 6,000 years old, and there's so much controversies about who was in the beginning, but God says he was the beginning. And who can dispute it if you weren't there? If you weren't there to see who was the beginning, how can you say God's not the beginning when he was the only one there? He is beginning. Think about this. Now, all kind of religions have tried to denounce God. Of course, the materialistic, and you have the atheist, you have the agnostic say, I cannot be sure. The atheist said, there is no God. Pantheism and pantheism, and you got the pantheism believe that, well, the Hindus and others believe that God is in everything. God is in creatures. God is in our animals. And, and, and then you talk about people who they believe that made the world. The mud came out of the Nile River, and God threw something out there, and it became with the world what it is. If the thought of the Big Bang with evolutionary thoughts of many, many uh, scientists have said the world came from a Big Bang. God didn't make the world. Uh, come, come confusing things about this. I like to say it take more faith. Uh, you scientists you uh, practice more faith than I am because you, got, you want folks to believe in you. And I don't need to believe in you. I need to have faith in God. In fact, you really have to have faith to believe in science. Because what they say doesn't make no sense. You have to have faith. I got faith in God and my faith is substantial. Now, I cannot prove all of this, but I say again, God cannot be proven. The Bible presupposes the fact that when it said in the beginning, God, there is a God. The Bible does not try to explain God. The Bible presents God because he cannot be explained. The Bible take it that when you read it, you ought to have sense enough to know that there's a God. Didn't nothing come from no big bang. And if it did come from a bang, I got a bang for you. In the beginning, God, bang. That's the bang. How can you say through evolutionary thoughts that something came from out of nowhere and there were gases are floating around in space. And I knew all that. I studied that in college. But I got a word for you. If you say all of this came out of space, who made space? If you say some gases collided with one another and out of all that came the Big Bang and things came into order, how can you have order out of chaos? That's just like saying uh, a watch showed up and uh, just out of nowhere. You got to have a designer to have a design. God is the designer. That's why I say in the beginning, God. He is the designer. Now, I know what Immanuel Kant said in philosophy, and I know what Descartes said as well. When uh, Immanuel Kant was talking about the unmoved mover, the designer behind all design, and then uh, Descartes cuts in there and said, that's just a figment of your own imagination. How can God be there because you just think it's a God? I know what these philosophers were said, but I got word for you. You weren't there. And you're only trying to give us some, some analysis about how the world came into place because of your thinking. That's what's wrong with man. He gets so much sense until he's crazy. That's what's wrong with some of you educators out there. You got so much sense, you think you God. But I got a word for you. You will never have true worship in God until you bring the gods you have made and lay them at the feet of the God who made us. I think you all missed that. You will never know about God until you bring the gods you have made and lay them at the feet of the God who made us. 
you got to bring all your gods and put them at his feet. Then you'll know that God made us. Big bang theory. Something bang in space. Something fell in the water. And then through millions of years, that thing came out the water. And it began to crawl and crawl like a little worm. And after a while, through millions and millions of years, it started walking. And after so many years, it started forming out, out of a, it was really a fish, they said. And then the fish comes out the water walking around. And after a while, the water starts turning into a, 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 a monkey. And then that monkey goes up into a tree and falls out, and that's your great-great-granddaddy. What nonsense that is to say that that's what I am. I'm no monkey. I am a man of God. And if God didn't make man, well, why don't a monkey, uh, monkey still making monkeys? Now, if God made us from a monkey, why don't one of these monkeys... <laughs> I've seen people acting like a monkey, but they're not a monkey. <laughs> Amen? God made us. The Bible said, in the beginning, Barah, in the Elohim, Elohim, Barah. Ella means God, Elohim means all powerful, all knowing, all, all everything. He's just powerful. God is powerful. And nobody can take his place. Now, uh, one of the things that I need to say about why is Genesis so important to us, because if you ever get this verse chapter right, you won't have no problem with the rest of the Bible. If you get in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, you won't have no problem about other miracles. If you get this right, you won't have no problem about a whale swallowing Jonah. If you get this right, you won't have no problem about why our axe head swims on the water. If you get this miracle right for God created the world, you won't have no problem about Jesus turning water into wine. But you're going to always have a problem about the miracle if you don't get this miracle right. God created the world. God, oh, powerful. Oh, God. I'm talking about God. God is the originator. God, he, he created everything. God, I just like the name God, El Shaddai, Yahweh, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. My God is awesome. My God is awesome. And you know why? I love because Genesis starts off with God because you can't go beyond him. You have a granddaddy, then you have a great-granddaddy, you have a great-great-granddaddy, then you have a great-great-great-granddaddy, then you have a great-great-great-granddaddy, then you have a great-great-great-great-great-great-granddaddy, then you have a great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-
I got to cut it. I can't say all I want to say. But God was the first one to speak. And his voice was so powerful. He brought something out of nothing. I don't know nobody. The Bible said God made us all. He scooped out the valley. He piled up the mountain. He threaded the earth with rivers and lakes. God is my creator. He made water wet. He made fire hot. God. He spoke to the clouds and sat down and told them a sad story. And every time they think about it, they weep and I get rain. God is the one who's originated. God made pepper hot. Tied the bow tie of a turkey. Put wigger in a worm. God. Ah, and God is able. God can do anything. He made this old body of mine and gave me a head for a knowledge box. And then gave me a body with 208 bones to hold up my frame. He, he, he put all the, the vessels together in my, the, the blood vessels like a man laying out a pipe system. Made my heart pump in water, uh, air, uh, blood in one side and pump out the other. God, he's the, he's the God who gave me eyes as a self-made camera. And said, I look at something and go back in the back of my brain and distinguish it with colors. And gave me a retina back then. That when I see something, it goes through my eyes and hit the retina that, uh, and, uh, and goes through the back of my brain. And it sends the message of electrons up and down my spine and make me move and wiggle my toes. God gave me legs for locomotion. Gave me ten fingers for grasping. And gave me skin and made it waterproof. I'm talking about God. My God. He made man. And you know what? I'm going to tell you why. You need to look up and honor God. You need to honor God because he is God. But another reason why you really need to believe in God because everything is about God and not about us. When you came to eat your breakfast this morning, it's about him. When you're going to eat your lunch today, it's about him. It's not about man. It's not about us. It's not about the preacher. It's not about the deacon. It's not about why you're here today. You shouldn't be coming here looking at the deacon, looking at the preacher, looking at nobody else. You shouldn't be here looking at, oh, she had that on last Sunday. What's she doing with that on there? You shouldn't be here talking about nobody else. When you walk in the house of God, it ought to be about nobody but God. It's about him and not about you. If you're having a hard time, it's not about you. If you're going through a storm, it's not about you. It's about him. The whole book is about him. God's name is all over the Bible. God did it. A lot of people keep wondering about what's going on in their life. I got news for you. It's not about you. When you're suffering, it's not about you. When you're hungry, it's not about you. It's all about him. He sometimes will allow you to go through storms and tribulations to draw you to him. It's about him. The book of Revelation said, I saw a man that had eyes like balls of fire and feet like polished brass because it's all about him. Book of Genesis is defined in the book of Revelation. Look, in the book of Genesis, the first curse in the garden, no more curse in heaven. First thing, man got kicked out the garden in Genesis. In Revelation, he's got to welcome in. In the book of Genesis, a woman goes in pain in childbirth. In the book of Revelation, no more pain. Book of Genesis, God gathers up the seas. In the book of Revelation, no more sea. Book of Genesis, the devil shows up. Book of Revelation, the devil is gone. It's about God. If you're going through something and you and you pray, it should be about God. No, my problem, no, no. Put your problem in the hand of God. 
I got kinfolk. Lord, I don't know why the word is not about them. It's about God. And when you come in the church and you pray, it ought to be about God. He's the theme of the book, the theme of life. God. Oh, 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 God. Look, God, in the beginning, God created. Man cannot create. He can make. Man ain't never created nothing. He takes what's been created and make. Man can't make no man. God created man and made him. And the fact that God made man, I don't care how many of these uh, scientists going up uh, cloning somebody. God made man. And I don't care how smart you get. I want you to find me somebody so smart they can make man out of dirt. And I got a word for you. If you do go get some dirt and make a man, God going to tell you, put down my dirt, bro. God going to say, that ain't no dirt. That ain't none of your dirt. Put my dirt down, boy. You got to take dirt <laughs> to grow flowers. That's God's dirt. And if you try to make man out of God's dirt, you didn't create nothing. You created, you making something out of what God already created. Dirt. Listen, you drink all the lemonade you want and all the tea you want. That's man-made. Who made H2O? God made water. God made everything, but he didn't just make it. He created it. Create doesn't mean made. Create doesn't mean create. And everything God created, we take and make. You made a house with brick. Who created all the substance? You know, I want you to see how awesome God is. Man ain't never created nothing. He can only make. And that means he has to take what God already made to make what he makes. It goes back to God. I don't care what you say. Materialist, agnostic. And all the people believe that man is man himself. All into man who he is. Man is not nothing. God can just think you away. And you'll be gone. Oh, well. God is about God. And God is God regardless of all other God. And you need to quit going around here worshiping people. Worshiping your husband, worshiping that wife, worshiping these babies. They were God given. There's no way in the world I'm going to sit out at home on Sunday morning looking at no edge of night as the world turns, find out you got one life to live. How in the world going to hide behind a pandemic with child to tell me? And then in the grocery stores, all on Facebook, going on trips. <laughs> going everywhere you want to go and when it come down the church they tell me, they tell me they tell me, they tell me, they tell me and if you can go anywhere and live in what God made, why you can't come in the house God died for help me hold the ghost oh that's why God has to let us fall because we won't honor him when he bless us. That's why God can't give you too much. You get like all these scientists, get so big and so mighty, you think you God and you have no need for him. I know we're in church a little late today 
And we ain't here a little long, but hell's gonna be longer than this. I'm trying to get somebody watching me this morning. You better give your life to God because you're gonna have to come one day and stand before God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and I'm wrapping this up. I'm God's property. That's another thing I want to tell you. You know why I'm protected? I'm God's property. So devil, take your hands off my children. That's God's property. Tell the devil, take his hand off your mind because you God's property. Tell the devil, take his hand off your finance because you God's property. You belong to God. I'm somebody because I belong to the almighty God. And that makes me important because I'm a child of the king. Look at somebody and tell them, I am God's property. God made me. I belong to him. And when I die, I'm in his hand. When I live, I'm in his hand. I'm in the hands of God. One day a lady walked over and said to me, that's my property. I said, that's God's property. And since you God's property, he owns you. And when he put up a fence, you know, when you see a fence around folk property, they're telling this mine. I want you to know God's got a fence around me. So when you cross that fence or jump that fence, God comes out and says, get off my property, devil. Take your hand, demon, off this property. That's my property. Don't you see a sign that says, no trespassing. Tell the devil in hell, no trespassing on my children. No trespassing on my health. No trespassing. Because God has a sign up said, my property. And when God made me, he didn't make no junk. So hold your head up high. Don't let your past beat you down. You just a sinner saved by grace. Everybody in here have committed some kind of sin. We have thought about sin. We've committed sin in your own mind. God is the one who forgives. If nobody else forgives you, if nobody else wants to accept you, you're already forgiven. You're already accepted. And you need to hold your head up high and tell the devil in hell, I'm God's property. In the beginning, God created as I close. And God stepped out in the darkness and said, let there be light. Something won't happen if you don't let it. God can't even save you if you don't let it. God said, let it be. Some things you got to not let be and some things you got to let it be. And some folks you got to let be. You just going to have to let it be. God said, let there be light. And you know what? I close with this. God is the only one can take chaos and work a miracle. If the world was chaotic, then God took a chaotic world and made something out of chaos. What you talking about, Fleming? God can take nothing and make something out of it. A chaotic world, science said, came from a big bang. But I got a word for you then. Who took chaos and made it what it is? God did. And God can take your life. That's chaotic. Busted apart. Everything scattered. Nothing organized. God can come in and say, let it be light. Oh, help me hold the ghost. Do you know what that light means? Darkness represents ignorance. Light means intelligence. When people say he's dark, mean he's ignorant. Which means he can't see. When it's a dark situation, you can't see. But when you got the light, you can see. So when you're lost in sin, you can't see. When you're lost in sin, you think you were lucky. But since I got the light, I know I'm blessed. 
when you're lost in sin, you say, I don't understand. But when you got the light, you can see God shining all through. God can take your broken life. God can take your broken situation. God can take your broken marriage. God can take your broken past. And God can say, let it be. And it'll come back together. He can take chaos and make something out of your life. If God can make a world out of chaos, he can take your messed up life and put you in the pulpit. He can take your messed up life and put you on the deacon board. He can take your messed up life and make you somebody because God specializes in chaotic stuff. God specializes in problems. You know, God, I, I got to say this, Angela. These folk don't want to worship God because it doesn't make sense. How can one man do all this? Doesn't make sense. Were you ready for me? God's a nonsense God. Your sense up against God's sense gonna always be nonsense. God, look, is a nonsense God when it comes to man. I told you, God cannot be proven. And you can't disprove him. My finite mind cannot understand it because God is infinite and I'm finite. God doesn't make sense. I'll show you how he do that. God tells you if you want to go up, come down. God says if you want to come in, go out. God says if you want forgiveness, you got to forgive. Nonsense. If you hit me, I hit you. God said, turn your face, turn the cheek. Sometimes I say, Lord, I don't have no more cheeks to turn. Then God said, turn the other. Somebody do me wrong, you want to get them back. God said, let it go. God will tell you to go into the fire furnace and won't tell you the outcome until you get in there. Then he'll get in there with you. God will tell you when you're old, you're through. But God will tell you, keep hanging around old age, you'll start having morning sickness. God will tell you, if you want to get clean, go get dirty. What? I got leprosy. Go dip in muddy jug. God will sick the devil on you, make you sit in ashes and wonder why you're there, and then come see about you when you're about to give up and give you more than you ever had. God will tell you to go to the walls of Jericho and don't fight, just march. God, what you gonna do? Just march. God, my bills are up. What you gonna do? Just march. God, my sickness got to get me down. I'm in the hospital. God, just march. Well, what am I supposed to do? March, just, just sing and pray. And keep on marching. And keep on marching. Then the walls, you don't have to worry about them coming out. I'll bring them down. God will tell you, walk out on the water. And you know you can't drink all that water. But he'll say, come. God tell you, love your enemies. You want to get them back. You say, Lord, do it on the other before they do it unto me. You'll get that later. It's nonsense. He turns water into wine. Nonsense. Tell H2O to look at me. And H2 looked at O and said, look who's looking at us. And flipped over and became wine. God will tell you to do some crazy stuff. Because he can work in crazy stuff. No. I believe in the beginning God created it. Because I'm closing, God is still in control. If God made it, God's still in control. I don't care what Putin said. I don't care. Khrushchev said years ago, we're going to bury you. And now they've buried him. 
God's running this world. Don't you worry about what you hear the news say. Go back and get the good news. God's in control. I want to stand here in this pulpit and tell everybody around the world this is God's world. And then nobody going to destroy it. It'll never be destroyed. John said, I saw a new heaven and I saw a new earth coming down from God prepared as a bride adorned to see her husband. I know this is God's world because when all this is over, God's going to come back and put an end to the Antichrist. And when God comes back, they're going to show the devil who the boss is. Yeah. Satan, yeah. you've been running things all this time, yeah. but this is my world. Yeah. John said, I saw yeah. a new heaven and a new earth coming down from God, prepared as a bride adorned to see her husband. Yeah. And I could see John, when he went to the book of Revelation, yeah. the Bible said, God told John, come on up a little higher. And John began to move up a little higher. And John said, I saw around God's throne 24 seats and 24 elders. And they were crying, holy, holy. Then another crowd said, worthy, worthy. And John said, I moved up a little higher. And I saw seven seals that had been sealed. But the day is coming when the seal will come to be open. And God said there was a silence in heaven for about a half an hour. God was saying, you ain't seen nothing yet. I heard Ronald Reagan say, you ain't seen nothing yet. But God said, you ain't seen nothing yet. He's going to let loose these demons and they're going to trouble all over the world in those last days. But to show you God is in control. John said in the 21st chapter of Revelation, I saw a new heaven and I saw a new earth coming down from God prepared as a bride to see her husband. And John said, I'll be a city of no more. No more pain. No more sickness. No more death in this world. I'm telling you, I'm not worried about what the world is coming to. I'm still praising God who has come to the world. Jesus said, I'm coming back one day. And I want to ask you this morning, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? God is in control. Are you ready to meet the Lord? Oh, yeah. You ought to tell somebody, come Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come on, Lord Jesus. You in control. You got the whole world in his hand. Yeah. 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 I didn't mean to go this far, but I just want to tell somebody, come, Lord Jesus. Oh, 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 come. Oh, come on, Lord Jesus. I know you in charge. I know you got the world in your hand. Oh, oh yes. Lift up your hand and tell him, come on, Jesus. Tell him, come, Lord. I got a mother over there. I got a father over there. I got loved ones over there. Come on, Lord. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Lord. Show the devil. You got the world in your hand.
all stop. I don't need music. I'm old school. Just don't play nothing. Man, I used to preach when they didn't have no music. Didn't have no mic either. Had a piano but couldn't nobody play it. The God I'm talking about, I'll pick you up. And he'll turn you around. He'll put running in your old Fleming getting happy. In your feet, you put clapping in your head. And somebody said, what changed you? Tell them God did it. Point at somebody and say, God healed me. Point at somebody and say, God's keeping me. Oh, God did it. Oh, God did it. I said, don't play. When I said, don't play, I mean, don't play. Come, Pastor, don't play. I said, don't play. Oh, God. I look back, I've been preaching 60 years. I look back where God brought me from. Them bird, I said, what nobody but God. I didn't even know no Bible. 11 years old. No Sunday school. Where did it come from? No daddy wasn't going to church. No preacher. I wanted a family, somebody in the family preacher. Nobody. And I said, God. Where did it come from? How did I become a preacher? Where did it come from? God said, I did it. Getting on a bus at 13 years old, catching the bus, going to every city, Atlanta, preaching. Last time I counted, I was 18 years old. I had traveled over 139 cities in Georgia. It's not but 159. And a little old boy, 13 years old, getting on a bus by himself with a little white scarf and a Bible. He had to call me and come preach little boy. I was going to little town. There's a woman back there. No. 13 years old, I was her junior pastor. And I was bold in. I had an undertaker taking up the money when the, I preached to the children. I called a conference out of church and told them, had a meeting on him. I wear my money. <laughs> the pastor and the poor were just falling out laughing. Everybody was scared of him. I wear our money. Our little junior church money. He said at home. I said, well, go get it. <laughs> she was a little girl falling out laughing. Birdies and Roberta, same chain. Caught the bus, Miss Gladys Rispy. After got to preaching, put me on the bus Sunday evening, went home, got off the bus, went home, and went to elementary school next morning by myself. I said, I look at it now, wow, a child, the primitive Baptist told my mama, if you don't stop from preaching, we're going to put you out the church. Because they didn't believe in boy preachers. And my mama was scared to go with me. I went by myself. By myself. 139 cities. And my mother said, look at God. I don't know where it came from. I just started preaching. And my sister said, God had been locking up in the bathroom at five years old and six years old. They told the story before she died. And said so they went to daddy and said, daddy, he up there doing that again. And daddy said, well, we got to take him to the doctor. I didn't know they were listening to me down there, six years old. And my, my oldest son said, well, we just need to whip him. I didn't know all that until now. One dead and one 80 years old said it. I said, where did this come from? I didn't pick preaching. It picked me. And I came to the city of Atlanta, preachers didn't want to have nothing to do with me, and I was crying. Why do they treat me so mean like that? Why they don't want to accept me? I went to my pastor, Reverend Boyd, you know what he said? He, they, they don't like you because you're gifted. I said, mean? He said, you're gifted. You can preach, you can sing, you can pray, and I can talk. 
He said, multiplicity of gifts. Well, you know what? I never thought I could sing until I came to Atlanta. I didn't know I could sing until I sang Beams of Heaven. And church fell out. And teacher said, you got a good singing voice. I said, me? I know how to do old camp, me. But you can't tell me that I end up in London, England, say, there's an old man calling Mississippi. That's the old man I don't like to be. What does he care if the world's got problem? What does he care if the land ain't free? And when I did a Ave Maria, man, when I got through, they went up in thunder. And I said, we want to make you a renowned gospel singer. Give up your church. I said, man, you crazy. <laughs> Going back to America, 768 Martin Street, Mom, come about the church. <laughs> I ain't preach anything. I ain't preach broom, nail, bicycle, and anything. Can you heard of my own nature. I preached a sermon about bicycle. I had a bicycle in the pulpit. I rolled all the way across and rolled back. So you can't go forward looking back. You're running into something. I press toward the mall. <laughs> if God gave it to you, you just got it. And you better use it. And I don't let it go to my head. I want to open the doors of the church and tell you today, God running this world. So relax. This was, I was Reverend Pharaoh today. Reverend Pharaoh returned today. I won't let God's people go. <laughs> but I've been doing good until Angela got up here and got me happy. <laughs> the Holy Ghost came in here. <laughs> Angela, you messed me up today. You got happy. And I was trying to be, you know, nice. <laughs> These prayers got 